calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. It's a cold day on Zenith. Well, it is for me. I got another one of those weird extra planar plagues what gives me the husky voice. Oh, you mean the snow? Well, yeah, it's calibration. They shut down all the climate subsystems, which means fizzy snow everywhere What tastes like electric marshmallows. Dirk, I understand that cheerful insouciance is the only thing keeping your brittle form intact. But surely you can understand that the loss of Penicos, nay Penelope Farthing, is a tragedy to be grieved. <laughs> is Rusty gonna cry? <sighs> well, there, there. Don't sweat it, my subtle subterranean sub sandwich. Pennycoast is a plural. There's always another penny in the bucket, as they say. What? Who says? What the hells are you talking about? Dirk, there isn't just another one out there. When she dies, that version of her is gone forever. Whatever comes next will never be the same. Her mannerisms, her personality, even her memories. And what's worse, unlike you or me, she can't be resurrected. Penicos is gone, like Penny Farthing before, and the League grieves that loss. But, but, but she's a plural. A fact made all the more tragic by its misinterpretation. Rusty, I need a hug. And that, Dirk, is why for calibration, I bought you something very special. It's a Wuffable Warren Body Pillow. Now you can get through an entire broadcast, nay, the rest of your life, without ever touching me, ever again. My gods, it's a Busty Rusty doll. No, that's not what it... Fine, whatever. Trenton, get Dirk the Hug Mound while I finish out the broadcast. You got it, Busty Rusty. Let's make extra special sure that doesn't stick. Too late. I already sent the memo. Come here, my dream dwarf. Baby needs a feel-good smush. While my colleague gently yet thoroughly demonstrates every violation of EXPN's ethics and morality clause, a brief recap for fans of the Fallow Crown. In an attempt to regain access to his dreams, Iavos Isadora contacted his private coach, cosmic criminal Falric Sunderholm now at large and wanted for the murder of the Rakshasa, known as a Mavazya, fabled demon hunter and vessel of cosmic divinity. With his astral essence freed from his body, Iavos Isadora's consciousness slipped free of the zenithal spirit nets and entered the battle axis. Despite the extremely private nature of these events, and in the interest of full transparency, team manager Rain Fallenfo activated the team's bracers, turning their rescue mission into a full-on axis quest. There's no such thing as bad press, except that one machine at the gym. And though readings forewarned that the floor they were about to enter was purely astral in nature, ignorance of the fact at hand led Pentecost to enter the Axis, to save her friend. By vacating her primacy here in the Plane of Error, the space was claimed by another iteration of the greater force to which Pentecost belongs. An iteration whose location is yet unknown. A counterfeit penny. Inside the Axis, the Fallow Crown fought valiantly to rescue Isadora, and yet, as the ancient dreamer woke, his control over the Astrum vanished, and with it, the entity known as Pinnacles. Yet the trouble did not stop there. The collapse of the floor on which they fought resulted in an Axis contraction, one which the Caller was not prepared for. 
The sudden displacement of the fallow crown coupled with the severe damage to the collar has prevented technicians from locating the team. However, a scry signal was found, though its source is unknown. The collar crew is working tirelessly to recover the lost team. Someone call the milk company and get their faces on those boxes. While lost, other teams cannot safely enter the access. As such, we now go live to the fallow crown in a fresh hell. A hall of mirrors. You are surrounded by a darkness so thick, so almost viscous, that not even dark vision can penetrate it. Boxed in by innumerable, razor-sharp, silvered glass shards that you cannot see but threaten you in nearly every direction, you hear scraping moving towards you. No surprises, Gaspar is the first to react. Was the darkness sudden? Or was it creeping? It was, relatively speaking, sudden, as more of these shards suddenly grew, grew longer, spiraled, tightened in. Effectively, all the light has been cut off from anywhere outside this hallway, um, including the previous door that you entered through. Are we in, like, like magic darkness, or can we still see like the light sources that we have with us, like our bracers that are blinking? It is not magical darkness, but... The blinking of your bracers, while you can see them, is not bright enough to qualify as dim light. Fair. To try and pierce through the darkness, Gaspar is going to pull out uh, a candle and attempt to light it with a match. You have no problem lighting the candle. But as you strike your match, the dim light to your eyes, which have dark vision, shines like bright light, reflecting off of all the mirrored surfaces around you. Anyone with dark vision needs to make a constitution saving throw. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh. Apparently, Ghost Iavos has dark vision. <laughs> uh, 17 for Iavos Ghost. 19. 17 for Hal. Wusha doesn't have dark vision. You're doing very well, Wusha. Thank you. You can see in this dim light as long as you want. Everyone else... This amount of light is enough to make you periodically re-roll these constitution saving throws or be blinded if you keep it up. However, it is enough for the moment to get a mental imprint of what's going on and to see what these creatures are. What you see before you are skeletons. Old, worn-down bones, rich and brown, untouched by the sun. From inside and upon them sprout the same razor shards and as gnarled digits reach for you, the myriad of blades nested between them threaten to peel your flesh like an apple. Do you do anything else, Gaspar? I will open up rationality and draw it as a crossbow. But that, I believe, is the end of my turn. That is going to make it Yavos's turn. It's time for Ghost Boy! Yavos. <laughs> <laughs> These blades of glass slowly reach for you. What do you do? Trying to mitigate the horrible bright light that is very easily going to blind the now dark-sighted Iavos, I'm going to, for a moment, dip my vision into the ethereal realm and focus on my ethereal sight to see if it can make out these foes. The skeleton itself, the bones, leave your vision. And you're left with an impression of the glass running through the entire construct, almost like a circulatory system. Thin filaments, silvery, sharp, but small. They animate it, compel it. Analyzing this magical sight before me, would I interpret these creatures as potentially being undead, or do they seem more like a construct in nature? Having forgot your class, they are undead. (laughs) Ghost Iavos whose feet don't touch the ground, simply lifts slightly higher into the air and radiating a kind of divine dreamlike energy from where his heart would be, uh, he's going to use Turn Undead, which he does very rarely, I think once ever before. 
which will target the two in front of him and the one behind him on the other side of the party based on the range. So they need to make me wisdom saving throws. From queen's left to queen's right. <laughs> 10, 16, and 15. Uh, the 10 and the 15 fail. <laughs> so they gain the turned condition, which just means they need to use their actions to move away from me. I don't have strong enough undead turning to destroy them or anything. So they are scared of me. And as a bonus action, Iavos reaches into that light emanating from his chest and pulls out a dreamlike blade of prismatic energy and releases it into the air to cast spiritual weapon. That is both sick and nasty. Some would say sick, nasty. Some would. And to ensure that the turn takes effect, I'm going to hold back and not attack with my blade yet until enemies move in. And I believe that's my entire turn. And that's going to bring it to one, two, three, and four. Ooh. Our special numbered spooky ghouls. The bone boys. The shiny friends. <laughs> to the disco lads. Luckily and unluckily for you, whatever drives them does not seem to register the threat of this weapon. And just as the ones closest to your party turn away, turned by your power, the two behind them climb over them, bearing down upon you with a singular need and ferocity. Halophon, the one nearest you with a almost morning star of sharpened blades, strikes at you with a 18. 18 hits my AC. It deals seven piercing damage. Okay. And you must make a wisdom saving throw. Will a nine pass, Dana? Absolutely not. I, I, <clears throat> I had a feeling. Iavos, the next one, bears down on you and lashes out. Does a 21 hit you? <clears throat> <laughs> that double hits me. <laughs> he gets to hit me twice because he hit my AC twice. You take nine piercing damage. It does count as magical. Ah, beans. That's a very important distinction. <laughs> and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. My ghost form means nothing to these chromies. <laughs> oh. Wisdom saving throw, however, I do have a little more defense in. I rolled a fucking three, so I got a oh. 10. Oh. Good gravy. I have a plus seven and I rolled a 10. <laughs> that is all of my disco babies. Beautiful. And that brings us to Wusha. Not to take too much time, but rules point of order to one or two DMs. I have the ability to ignore non-magical difficult terrain now. Would you rule that as me being able to move through my allies without taking double my speed? I would. Okay, sweet. I mean, the whole idea is that you're more swift and, you know, without, you don't get impeded by shit. So. Yeah, pardon my reach. <laughs> I do like the idea that you're like picking them up and moving them behind you and then continuing. Do I give you the back or the front? You just step over Gaspar and throw Iavos. <laughs> yeah. but, but we're wearing magical items. So I- <laughs> you idiot. Friendship is magic. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Having picked my target, I'm going to focus in on Silvery Barbara over there. And I have my spears glare at it. And trying to summon a bit of my good nature, I'm going to say, I've been waiting to kick glass all day. I'm going to throw both my spears at Silvery Barbara. First spear is going to be a 19 against this one up here. That is a hit, son of a bitch. Sweet. That is going to be a whopping six damage to it. And my second spear. I rolled a one. (laughs) I think hey. I miss. I get an eight total. If only there weren't two of us between you and it. <laughs> you don't hit your allies, but as your spear careens down this hallway, you lose sight of it. The feeble candlelight no longer reaching it wherever it went. Oh, that's a problem. And that's my whole turn. <laughs> and that brings us to how. All right. I'm not going to rage. I only have one of those left at this point. Also, I feel like thrashing around in the <laughs> sharp zone is probably not the best idea you've ever well, had. would also make me resist damage. It might be a, a, a pros and cons. I will just attack the one that's currently engaged with me. Wonderful. I can reckless attack even if I'm not raging, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the shittiest mirror maze ever. <laughs> I do so. 
20 to hit. That is a hit. I want to go to a fucking funhouse mirror maze where like there's dudes in mirror suits just waiting to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> and you can cut yourself on the walls. <laughs> That's what I want to see in funhouses. OSHA violations. There you go. <laughs> With the chivalric edge, ideal seven points of slashing damage and three radiant to the skeleton. Duly noted. And I have just realized... As a fifth level paladin, I now have the extra attack ability. And I would like to make a second strike. Absolutely. Still reckless. That is more than 20, so that should hit again. That is a hit. An additional two, six, six slashing, four radiant. And with that, I believe I conclude Hal's turn. Your sword bears down on the assailant, crushing it beneath the blade. It still comes for you, but you see pieces of bone falling from it. The quick flashes of radiant energy cast light down the hallway, bouncing from shard to shard, though having no significant effect. With the light, Wuxia's going to point down the hallway and say, There's my spear! (laughs) And there it is. But it is not your turn. We're back to the top. With Gaspar! Gaspar is going to load his crossbow, take his time, and aim it at Ayavos's back. Waits for him to hover just slightly over to the right, and then fire a crossbow bolt <laughs> at the skeleton. Are you still holding the candle? Um, it is down on the ground. Would you like me to make a constitution saving throw for blindness? I would. Yeah. This could suck. <laughs> One time you don't have a bat head. <laughs> uh, 17. That is still very good, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Decent con, decent con. You got old eyes. So I do fire? Yes. yes. Okay, cool. So I didn't state it, but that was me taking the aim action by not moving, or aim bonus action. Okay. So I shoot, and that is a critical hit. Ooh. Hell oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Which which one were you shooting at? Uh, the one next to Ayabos. Oh, the one that's in attacking range? <laughs> well, yeah. I was going to attack with him. <laughs> No, go ahead and roll your damage. Bup, bup, bup. That is going to be 39 points of magical piercing <laughs> damage. <laughs> At least it's not too much. <laughs> Why are we even here? <laughs> piercing damage. True. The aged bones, old and brittle, don't hold up to your well-placed bolt, which cracks open its spine and sends hairline fractures throughout the rest of it. Soon it falls apart, crumbles to dust. Just a pile of forgotten bones and glass, like the rest of this dungeon. Gaspar, how many years bad luck is that? Gaspar seems to be somewhat in a daydreaming state. He doesn't respond to Wuxia as quickly as he should. As the bones fall into a pile and the glass clatters, there is... A magnetic pull. I'm going to use my reaction to use my new feature, Trinkets of the Dead. Tell me all about this juice. I need to know everything. <laughs> Perhaps influenced by his trip into the dream state and Ayavos's mind, the fragments of whatever soul inhabited the skeleton is appetizing. So, Tokens of the Departed, sorry, misnamed it that one time, and it it makes me a little trinket of the dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as a reaction, when something dies within 30 feet of me, I can uh, open up a free hand and cause a tiny trinket to appear. It is a soul trinket. I can do several things with it. Would you like to know all of them? No, I'd like to be surprised. Okay. But that's incredibly fascinating. Yeah, I like this. Uh, so what trinket appears in my hand? Sorry to spring that on you. Yeah, should it be tiny? It's an eight trinket. A, a tiny trinket. Shut the fuck up. Relating to its soul. It's just an A-track of the Bee Gees. It's a single so roller can you create a whole wheel? backstory for the skeleton? Oh, yeah, that no, no, give no, me I, a very important... I already, I already have. Okay. It's just its miniature. <laughs> the trinket manifests as a tiny porcelain jar painted in blue floral patterns. It fits neatly in the palm of your hand. You don't know what would even fit in this kind of curio, but you can't help but wonder what meaning 
this once held for another person long ago. After the brief delay, clutching the trinket in his gloved hand, Gaspar will just lazily say, None. It was already broken. Mm. That is going to make Iavos' turn. Since the shiny skeleton in front of Iavos has been obliterated by Gaspar's shot, Iavos is going to gesture his hand and the blade comes soaring over the heads of his allies and comes down at a 90 degree angle trying to pierce the skeleton in front of Halophon. Excellent. Go ahead and roll it. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I even bother rolling as Iavos? That is another 10. <laughs> a 10 does not hit this boy, even as scared as he is. What a wasted bonus action. Well, my blade is on that side of the hallway now. And getting frustrated at his lack of control over this strange spectral form, Iavos decides to rely on a more tried and true method. And looking through the ethereal realm, through the souls of his allies, he targets that same skeleton. And with a gesture of his finger, he casts a reliable magic missile. But these beams of light shoot outward and ricochet off the mirrors back and forth through his allies so as to not strike them on its course. I like it. So cool. Just a good old classic first level (laughs) magic missile. Mm. Yeah, that's a little better. 13 force damage. To the skeleton that you were targeting previously? Yeah, the one that is currently up in Hal's Grill. And I say, (laughs) keeping with the disco theme, Abacadabra. (laughs) (laughs) Your laser light show is successful as you hear the singeing of bone. I believe it is their turn. It is. Uh, How long are they turned for? One minute. (laughs) Oh, damn. (laughs) Okay. Two skeletons still turned, still running. The only one left to make attacks is the one attacking Halophon Orison Jr. And emboldened by its successful attack last round, this time it attacks twice. With advantage, because I reckless. She used your full name. Mm -hmm. You're in danger. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Got a 19 and a 25. Um, Those will both hit. You take a total of 18 piercing damage. Really feel like you should be using the chime dice. It sounds like mirror shit jangling together. That's true. And I'm going to need you to make two wisdom saving throws. Okay. Oh, is there any effect that I've suffered yet from failing the last one? Not that you know of. Okay. These wisdom saves are 22 and 20. That is very good. Their turn is over. Next up is Wuxia. With my magic spear being thrown, I'm going to hold up my hand and summon my phantasmal chains and yank it back toward me. I'm going to turn to the one surviving skeleton that is behind Hal, roll my eyes and say, Mamma mia, here I go again. (laughs) I'm going to make a pair of spear attacks against it. That's much better than last time. That is going to be a 24 and a 25 versus its AC. Those are both hits. Fantastic. And it has taken damage, so I get to use my Colossus Slayer ability and add a D8 to my damage. And just because I can use it, and I might as well, with my new Piercer feature, I can reroll one of my damage die once per turn on a piercing damage attack. Mm -hmm. The same outcome. (laughs) Look at that waste of time. 10, 16, 26 damage to it total. The skeleton is promptly smashed to pieces, and the two remaining, turned for a minute, are easy prey for the fallow crown. However, Halophon and Iavos, where the glass pierced your armor, you see a pattern of silver flecks embedded in your skin, almost beautiful, like a constellation. The next moment, the flecks are gone, And you start to think, maybe it was only a trick of the light.
Dirk, as delighted as I am that you're enjoying the new Scrypod 4 the company gave you for calibration, could you maybe listen to your mindless wobbling nonsense music at a reasonable volume? The vast vacancy of your skull makes for quite a powerful resonator. What? I said turn your music down. Take out your headphones. I can't hear you. I'm wearing headphones. I don't know how we'll ever bridge this lack of communication. Is this forever? Give me that. Please keep your awful music at a lower volume, Dirk. Some of us still cherish our remaining brain cells. Awful music? Are you kidding me? You'd love this stuff. What would possibly make you think that I would in any realm of possibility enjoy this squawking vibro nonsense? Uh, because you're a nerd and nerds love this stuff. A nerd? Dirk, I've been in more battlefields than you have bathtubs. I can deadlift a small taxi. I drink fine wine and host lovely dinner parties. Does that make me a nerd? Rust, my good man, you are the democratically elected Archduke of the Galactic Republic of Nerds. You collect antique figurines. You read a book a day. You do crossword puzzles without writing anything down. You are an N-I-R-D-E nerd. Even if being well-read with hobbies does make me a nerd, I still couldn't find myself enjoying whatever this is. This is Magitechno. It's all science noises. Like I said, liquid math. I listen to symphonies, brilliant overtures, opera. There is no way that I... Hey! Give me that. Now shut your mouth cake and open up your ear brains. Aw, oh, gross. I'd better not get an ear infection. You'll be getting a soul infection. Now just relax and drink deep the boop de beep Well, now that's just... Hmm. Well, this is hardly music. Oh. Oh. What is this time signature? The counter rhythms. So many subtle undertones. The percussion is so aggressive and alive. What in all the hells? Dirk, what is this? I told you. Magitechno. Nerd music. I never in all my days. Right? The band's called, um... Huh, Liquid Math. I guess that's where I got it. You like it, don't you? You like it. Right, Rusty? Rust? Buster Rustnut? Hello? Uh, Hello? Liquid Math! (laughs) Happy calibration, Warren. We're about to witness a planar phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. On the battlefield, there is only one driving force, a mighty thirst. No one, not even you, will remember if we quenched our thirst for battle or if we quenched our thirst for hydration. I do not drink of the water. I have the tongue for it. Only one thing is best in life. Crush your tea leaves. See them steeping before you. And taste the fermentation of the culture. Krombucha, a probiotic with barbaric flavor. Hey all you cuties. Blessed spirits rest, joyous calibration, and happy holidays from everyone at Slapdash Studios. The new year will hold loads of new adventures and stories for the LUQ, and we'd love to have you right there with us. If you haven't checked out the Discord, we really recommend getting to know this great community of folks from all over the world. They fill our days with joy. If you haven't gotten all the killer rewards on our Patreon, now may be the time. I'm talking monster stat blocks from your favorite past LUQ encounters, homemade digital maps you can print out and use at home or use in online games, magic items from the show, class builds, and so much more. It's really cool and fun to share with everyone. And of course, we have to thank our highest tier members who make characters to join the world's meta or get to be put into a legendary mid-roll team. Our current legendary mid-roll teams are the Titans Rise, the Twilight Concord, and the Ceaseless Horde with Dave Mlodinoff, Daniel Pickens-Jones, Patch Perryman, and Jeff Ammons. To get a personal message read on the show or for possible advertising opportunities, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. Be sure to follow us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams for Monday night LUQ premieres with Mistress Dana and lots of other streaming throughout the week whenever we have time. I've been streaming some Pokemon Scarlet Violet, and it's been a blast. Our temporary mailing address while we sort out a new P.O. Box is 2511 Southeast Pine Street, Portland, Oregon, 97214. If you have anything you'd like to send the cast, and if you do, we'd love to share it on social media. You still have a few more days to take advantage of Code Calibrate on the merch page for discounted LUQ apparel because it ends January 1st. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here with us as we've grown and evolved as a product. No matter if you've been here since the beginning or you're just joining us, we love to have you. We love to interact. Thank you for everything you've done for us, and we'll see you in the new year. Bust in Faro, stranger. Welcome to Fnarbwell. This is my farm. Today we celebrate the winter holiday of Wimblenard, and we couldn't be happier to have you here as our guest. Isn't that right, family? Over here, the young'uns are carving their effigies a bone to leave for the great Fructenbalg, a three-headed wolf llama that judges the scent of our sins from the center of the earth as we toil through the year and crawls out of the shadows on the eve of Wimblenard to knit the children new winter blankets from its back hair, using its spider spinnerets. Hope you kids are ready for new blankets, eh? Shrug and I am delighted. Over here, my bride wife leads the ritual that will both prepare our Wimblenard dinner and bring forth the blessings of Krompenschwinger, the celestial pastry baked by the summer sun that will crush us if we fail to toil. My Mjorma is resting by the fire as she has spent the last three days naked and frozen in the woods, both summoning and hunting down the Dugansaber, the beast that she killed barehanded and that is tonight's dinner. Thanks again, Mjorma. No problem. So stick around and join us for Wimblenard celebration. We've got crab wine, jellied yak hoof, 
freshly baked beaver rolls, and all the love a family can muster in this cruel cold world. Family is everything. Tradition is sometimes forever. Make sure yours is cared for when the sky pastry falls. Water Lake United Insurance. You can't afford not to. After several unwelcome twists and turns, where you feel the pointed shards dangerously close to your skin, the hallway leads to a door which opens into a wide area. Grooves in the limestone floor reveal that this was perhaps a kind of chapel, although any furniture has long been reduced to dust. The silvery shards, here almost as long as Zillow's, are more spread out. An identical doorway on the opposite side of the room has collapsed, making this another dead end. One of the walls in between is so densely covered with flattened shards that it is like a mirror spanning the entire length of the room. The faces of your reflections openly bear their emotions, the exhaustion and frustration that you have yet to voice. Yavos, you know about any mirror gods? Uh, let me think for a moment. Do you want to roll religion? I would be delighted to roll you a religion check, assuming my dice don't just jump out of the tray and fucking stab me in the eyeballs. <laughs> Treacherous bastards. That is my third three in a fucking row. Jesus Christ. What happened to my trip rolls? That's <laughs> blessed. Three threes. So that is a 13, I believe. 13 is a perfectly decent roll. No, it's a bad roll. It's just a really good skill bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Many mirror gods come to mind. You've encountered numerous in your search for knowledge, but rest assured, you know the truth. There are no gods here. Like that. I mean, I don't like that as a person who likes to be safe, but as a story enjoyer, yum yum. This place is beyond the influence of divinity. All right, well, let me know should you need me to start smashing. I don't think making more sharp bits of mirror would be that helpful to us right now. I'm slightly concerned by the injury that was left behind by that creature. Even in this incorporeal form, it seemed to leave behind a bit of itself. Gone now, but it was there for a moment. As you ponder that, you realize that it has left something with you. Both of you, having failed only a single check, receive a minus one penalty to every d20 roll for the time being. Good to know. I would wish that we had a safe place to tend to our wounds and recuperate a bit, but this is all dangerous looking. There will be no comfort found here. You should find us a door. I will attempt to help guide the party through the next portal I can find, using ethereal vision need be. Okay. Go ahead and roll an investigation check, and I'm going to leave you with that for a while, as you and your companions begin to scour this room. Halophon, mm -hmm. while they are doing this, you hear a tapping over your shoulder. I look. All you see is your reflection in this mirrored wall. But sure enough, it is tapping, tapping, tapping. Are they... So I can see that my reflection is doing something I'm not doing. That is correct. Is it tapping... Like, aggressively? Like, is the mirror being damaged at all, or is it just a... No. Okay. It's... It's casual. As you lock eyes, he looks at you and raises a hand as if to wave. I will duplicate its movement confusedly. Is anyone else's reflection behaving strangely to my eyes? Not at all, and for that matter, they don't seem to notice what's going on with you. All right. Um, I'd like to use Divine Sense here in this room and see if I can detect anything. What does that detect again? Divine Sense. As an action, I can detect any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of me that is not behind total cover. Uh, and there has been a house rule thus far where you can use it to get a general sense of 
the energy of a space. Oh, right. It also detects areas that have been consecrated or desecrated by those spells. Get undead off me. Hey. Your divine sense doesn't detect any of the types of creatures you're used to detecting. But there does seem to be some kind of presence in this place, radiating lightly from everywhere, possibly from the mirrors. Although it is a stupid thing to do, I will go over to the mirror where my reflection is tapping. (laughs) Well, this is quite the conundrum. Maybe we can figure it out together. It speaks to you. You shouldn't be able to talk. Your reflection. Yeah, I've certainly never done it before. How strange. Hal looks at it and goes, Am I a plural now? (laughs) I don't think so. At least I don't think I am. You look exhausted. Oh, I definitely am. Yeah. Do, Do they look exhausted? Are they as beat up as I am? They bear the same signs of physical confrontation that you do, but they're, in spirit, they seem less damaged. Mm, Okay. If you want to rest for a while, go on. I can keep watch if you'd like. I narrow my eyes at it. Can I make an insight check against myself? Please do. Do I have advantage because it's myself? No. All right. (laughs) You should do that every day. Uh, it's an Iavas roll. I roll a three plus three for six minus one for five. <laughs> Your reflection seems inscrutable to you. And then you find yourself rounding around in your halophon logic on, well, if who knows myself better than me, would I do this? Would I lie to myself? Well, I guess we all lie to ourselves in some ways, but you're not sure what to infer from what he's telling you. But for what it's worth, he doesn't seem nefarious. Sounds good. You do that. And I walk back to the group. Right. I think we can take a rest in here. My reflection's going to keep watch. Your what now? My reflection. I point at my reflection. I almost stops looking for doors and turns and says, Excuse me. Do you care to explain that line of thinking? As all the rest of you turn around... Halophon, you see your reflection on the other end of the room, waving to everyone. Everyone else, you see Halophon's reflection where it presumably should be. Now, I know I've taken a few blows to the head, but uh, you feeling all right there, Al? To be completely honest, no. I'm still pretty naked, but I had a nice little chat with myself over there, and he said he'd keep watch, and I see no reason not to trust him if he's me. Well, put a shirt on. What? You're naked. No, naked. Oh! Right. Well, uh, Gasper, you got a a thought on this? Every fiber of my being is saying that this is a trap. I fear it's one of two things. The first being that through all of the trials and traumatic experiences Hal has been through since entering the Axis, uh, he is starting to hallucinate out of exhaustion and blood loss. The second being that there is some sinister magical force here that is using his reflection to try to get into his own head, which is a unguarded door. <laughs> so that's the way through, then? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Halophon, your reflection rejoins you and says, Well, if I can't convince you, I understand. You don't need to rest if you don't want to, but... Maybe I can help you get out of here. By all means, lead the way. I have an idea. That's a dangerous profession. Fill me in. He is indeed talking to himself. <laughs> for the uh, for the other players and the audience's benefit, are they hearing one or both halves of this conversation? There's no way for Halophon to know this, but they are very much only hearing one side of the conversation. Okay. I knew it. It's mirror madness. Okay, now I'm thinking this is just Halophon's body trying to tell him to rest. Either way, it is an ominous turn of events. And as tempting as it might be to seek guidance from yourself, I would suggest not listening to anything manifest in this place. Everything we found is corrupt and chaotic. Don't listen to them. Listen to my words. 
Look into this mirror. Picture it in your mind. Look at how everything's oriented on this side of it. Do you understand, Halifon? I'll help you. Go on. Picture it. I want you to make a wisdom check with advantage. Okay. You can add a plus one. Plus one, minus one? Yes. Okay. That's easy math. (laughs) With advantage? Yes, please, because your reflection is helping you. Adding my wisdom bonus? Not my saving throw? That is unfortunately correct. How's a two? (laughs) You are (laughs) shitting me. Well, I rolled a one and a three, and my wisdom bonus is negative one. (laughs) So, how's a two? Blood begins to trickle from your nose. Stay with me, Halifon. We need to try again. Concentrate. Can we try again? Please do. All right, I have good news. <laughs> I've more than doubled my previous roll. Oh my God. <laughs> How's a six? <sighs> it's all because this reflection is saying like the worst things to say to Hal. Do you understand and concentrate? <laughs> You cannot hear what he's been hearing or see what he's been seeing because, in fact, the only reflection of Halophon you currently see is the one in his own pool of blood. Alathon Orison Jr. is down after repeated failures to overcome a mental challenge. To no one's surprise. Speaking of mental challenges, I was racking my wetworks trying to figure out what to get you for calibration. How about even passable on-air performance? Or if we're thinking something more financially significant, perhaps a whole year where you don't make copies of my keys forcing me to change the locks every few weeks. If that's too much, you could always not eat my food when you break into my home. The choices are endless. Ha! Too obvious. Besides, I can't get you something you told me to get you. That would be cheating. Damn, so close. No, this year I got you something very special. Let me guess. Another shirt with your face on it? Brilliant, but no. You already have one for every day of the week. Plus, if we went out together, we'd clash. A bottom shelf liquor because it has a dwarf on the label? First of all, it takes a refined palate to appreciate Morgan McSwish brand cotton candy cognac. And second, you mentioned in your diary you were trying to cut back on the sauce. Mm. No, this year, it's something special. Something that just screams you. It's a rock, isn't it? Not just any rock. This rock is special. A precious stone, if you will. A rock both beautiful and functional. This rock, Rusty, will rock your world. Behold! It's you, as a dwarf... With a beard and an erection. That's not an erection. That's... Wow, yeah, that's a boner, all right. Did you ask the sculptor to... What? Gods, no. I told him tastefully understated. Sure, I insisted on naked, but I was thinking like, you know, tasteful cherub, not this turgid hog show. Well, I can't speak for the taste of it, but it's certainly not understated. Look, I'm no slouch. B-Rad definitely brings the schmeat. Don't. But old Stubby Longshanks here is packing a summer sausage. It's like this guy showed up to a thumb war with his whole ass forearm. Say, Russ. You can keep it. Thank you. No, Dirk. Thank you. Jeez, get a bucket Ooh. and a mop. <laughs> yeah, uh, that roll with advantage was a five and a seven. That's brutal, dude. That's Look, fucking rough. Yeah, that was uh, a lot of awful rolling. <laughs> and so I'm savage. Well, I know introspection and listening to yourself was important, but I don't think it fits into a dungeon environment. <laughs> I'm going to level with you guys. There is a giant pile of dim sum sitting in the kitchen right now. And I want to go through this as fast as possible. <laughs> so let's go through some highlights, starting with Angelo. Ooh, 
I like the reverse dark vision benefit. Just the uh, the closing of the room with a bunch of mirrors, knowing that somebody is going to cast light, and then having it just reverse Uno card. Yeah, I really thought yeah. someone was going <laughs> to drop some bright light. And yeah, my thought was that oh, we're kind of closed in. I'll just not use a torch because it's going to make a bunch of smoke. So I'll just light a candle, which oh. I do have in my pack. So I was like, yeah, just a candle. Smart. I absolutely Lucky. would have made bright light, but I was dead last in the initiative order. And by the time I came up, it was clear that was a bad idea. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to give my highlight to Dana and Michael for deep hal analysis. Deep hal analysis. Analysis? I, I'm excited to eat this dim sum and think about how to not let Michael's bad rolls derail my adventure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Incredible, incredible. I'm ready to get deeper into this halitosis. Michael? My my head is as empty as my... Uh, <laughs> as your character? As my character. I'm very okay. in character right now. I actually know. I do like the um, animate reflection in the mirror trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's great that it happened to Hal, who absolutely would... Would know that it's a trope, but would probably still interact with it because he's Hal. You gotta. Gotta. Yeah. Well, and keep in mind, one of the important stats in uh, in the league is doing what is expected. Right. You, kinda, you gotta do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to find out. I'm actually excited to find out if this um, reflection is actually trying to harm me or if they're actually trying to help me. Because mm-hmm. I have no idea right now. I'm going to go with Laws Turn Undead. Just because uh, that was that encounter was poised to go over the time I lauded for it. <laughs> if he didn't do that, yeah, that was that was, that was probably <laughs> so playing the game you. for sure. Playing thank the game. You. <laughs> it's a rarely used ability because it can fuck with a DM pretty bad. But in this case, it worked out. I'm torn between the scenario of the shitty narrow razor sharp hallway fight, which just mechanically is a very good pressure cooker. Or the idea of Hal having advantage on insight against himself, which would just be canceled out by its advantage on bluff against you because it knows you as well as you know it. Um, Yeah, I want to find out what this – the reason it's confusing is because you don't trust a reflection telling you to rest in a room full of knives. But also mechanically, this seems like a place where the DM would want us to have some time to rest. And I'm like, are they trying to let that? So I'm very excited to see how it unfolds. My favorite moment is the actual fucking minis. These look Amazing. They're so cool. Beautifully painted. Thank you. So chromey. They're very chromey. Shiny and chrome. We're going to try and get into the habit of posting more of our uh, stuff. I think we might need to create a new Discord channel where we can be like, here's some picture highlights of what happened at this last recording. Or just bonus content to keep people on the Patreon. Could be a bonus content for the Patreon. But uh, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, I want to eat some fucking dim sum. So thank you, Ham. Ham for Samming. It's got the hunger. Leave that in. Leave Sam it in. Hamwich. Uh, thank, thank you for Ham the the set, Sam, Sam the Shredder. Headed you the Hamburglar. Uh, thank you, Sam, so much for editing this, and uh, thank you, Dana, for doing this amazing job of creating these minis. Hell yeah! Uh, but until next time, we wish you luck. <laughs> <laughs>